0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, October 9th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Families in St. Louis say staff shortages are putting nursing home residents at risk during the pandemic. It's easy for people to say, well, they're getting food and they're getting clothes, right? Yeah, but when they moved into a nursing home, the emphasis was supposed to be on home. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports on nursing homes during the outbreak. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says a new state law allowing police officers and other public safety employees to move outside St. Louis will make the city safer. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports.
1: The St. Louis Police Department is currently down more than 100 officers and its union has long argued the residency requirement makes it difficult to hire people. A bill lifting that requirement for police, fire, EMS, and others was one of two pieces of legislation that passed during a special session on violent crime. Parson applauded local leaders for their hard work in getting the issue through the General Assembly. He says as a former sheriff, he understands the dilemma of wanting to hire local. Because that was the taxpayer base and I wanted to hire those people. The reality of it is you couldn't because the demand kept getting greater and greater and the employees weren't there to get. Parson approved the legislation in late September, but had to cancel an earlier ceremonial signing after testing positive for COVID-19. I'm Rachel Litman, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The Missouri gubernatorial debate is set for this afternoon. It's taking place in Columbia. Republican Governor Mike Parson and Democratic candidate State Auditor Nicole Galway, will be squaring off along with Libertarian Rick Combs and the Green Party's Jerome Bauer. It's the first time the four candidates will be on the same stage to discuss the issues facing the state. St. Louis Public Radio will air the roughly 90-minute debate live beginning at 2 this afternoon. A longtime political commentator for St. Louis Public Radio and various other media outlets has died. A University of Missouri-St. Louis spokesman says retired political science professor David Robertson died Wednesday in Arizona after a bout with cancer. Robertson often served as a commentator on election nights. He retired from the university in September after a 37-year career. Illinois' governor is making a final push for a graduated income tax plan. Voters will determine the fate of the proposal in next month's election. J.B. Pritzker is again warning of possible budget cuts saying state agencies are looking at grant programs and personnel if voters reject the so-called fair tax at the polls. And so as we're trying to just build back a government that actually serves people, uh, it's very difficult to consider you know, who to lay off. Opponents say a vote for the tax change is a vote for taxing retirement income. If approved, the graduated tax would mean the wealthier would pay higher rates. The company developing a high-speed land transportation system has selected West Virginia over Missouri for a new testing center. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports Missouri legislators hope to eventually work with Virgin Hyperloop on a St. Louis to Kansas City line.
1: Virgin Hyperloop's $500 million certification center will study the technology necessary for high-speed commercial travel. Last year, Missouri legislators tried to convince the company to locate the center in the state. The company has chosen another state, but lawmakers say the testing center could be the first step in developing a track between Missouri's two largest cities. Missouri House Speaker Elijah Haar wants Missouri to be a future Hyperloop site.
0: Down the road, they want to expand both to D.C. but also expanding west. Missouri is going to be right at the tip of that spear when it comes to our chance to, uh, to engage with them and build projects.
1: A commercial track between St. Louis and Kansas City could cost up to $10.5 billion. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The pandemic has hit nursing homes especially hard. More than 64,000 residents in Missouri have contracted coronavirus – and more than 1,000 have died. Some families and employees say staff shortages have worsened during the pandemic, and that's making it harder to care for residents. St. Louis Public Radio's Sheila Farzan reports.
1: Bonnie Seyfried used to sit outside her husband Frank's window every day for hours. His nursing home, the Woodlands of Arnold, suspended in-person visitation in March. So Seyfried would set up a folding chair and a little umbrella under a tree outside. On good days, they would face him in a chair facing me, and we'd wave, and he'd give me a thumbs up, or he'd say, hi, honey, how are you? The 76-year-old wrote messages on a whiteboard, updating him on their kids and grandkids. And the longer she sat by his window, the more she noticed that staff were not coming to check on him, sometimes for hours. He'd have to go to the bathroom, and I'd get up, and I'd start pacing because they weren't coming to the window. And every time I'd see somebody walk by in the hall, I'd bang on the window, and he'd put his hand up, and he'd go, sweetheart, sweetheart, calm down, calm down. I said, but you have to go. I know you have to go. Seyfried is very familiar with this particular nursing home. Her mom lived there, and she worked in its administration for seven years. She says they haven't had enough medical staff for years, but things got much worse when the coronavirus pandemic hit, sickening at least 141 residents, including Frank Seyfried. His wife watched helplessly as his health deteriorated. I could see he was panicking. He couldn't breathe. And his face was flushed red. She called the front desk asking them to give him his prescribed breathing treatments or bring him water. But she says staff were completely overwhelmed. Nursing homes across Missouri and the U.S. have long struggled with staff shortages. But the crisis has worsened in recent months. Nursing assistant Shonda Whitfield says a lot of workers have gotten sick or quit.
0: It was a lot of people that was just scared. You know, so some people left voluntarily, some people left from health issues, some people contracted the COVID and then come back.
1: Whitfield takes care of 20 residents at Estates of Spanish Lake in North St. Louis County. When co-workers don't show up, she works 12 or even 16 hours a day by herself. She caught the coronavirus in April and was sick for about a month. Whitfield has an autoimmune disease, and her doctor said it might not be safe for her to work there anymore. She decided to go back.
0: I'm like, okay, what if I take a chance to contract it again? What if
1: it'd be worse this time? Nursing home workers like Whitfield, many of them women of color earning low hourly wages, have had to weigh whether the paycheck is worth the risk. Nursing assistant Michael Howard works at Grand Manor in St. Louis and says he personally knows workers who have decided the pay is too low to put their lives on the line. That means he and other staff are often pulling double shifts. When you short staff, you become vulnerable because you get tired. you be woke, but your body is not there with you like it should be. And you know this. You feel it, but it's nothing you can do because guess what? You still got to work. More than one in five U.S. nursing homes reported staff shortages this summer, according to a national analysis of data from about 15,000 facilities. That's left families in a tough position, says Michelle Gralnick, whose parents live at Delmar Gardens West in Chesterfield.
0: In general, basic needs are not being met because the staff that is there are either pulled in too many directions Or the staff, the seasoned staff and the staff that had relationships with the residents are no longer there.
1: Her mom, Rhoda, has multiple sclerosis and is paraplegic. She's supposed to be turned every two hours under state mandate, but sometimes she's been left in bed all day, Grelnick says. She adds that even though facilities were caught unprepared by this pandemic, six months is long enough for them to figure out how to keep residents safe and let them live with dignity.
0: It goes beyond they didn't die last night. It's easy for people to say, well, they're getting food and they're getting clothed, right? Yeah, but when they moved into a nursing home, the emphasis was supposed to be on home.
1: Back in Arnold, Bonnie Seyfried no longer sits by her husband's window. He died in late July from COVID-19. Seyfried doesn't blame the staff. She says they're underpaid, overworked, and dead tired. But what happened to her husband— Seeing the fear in his eyes as he lay alone in his room, that still haunts her. When you see something that's not right, that shouldn't be that way, you have to say no. You know, this is not something that we should blanketly accept. She just hopes that we'll learn from this so it doesn't happen again. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I don't know if Ryan is a fan of John Lennon's music. I submit he should be. Lennon would have turned 80 today, so we're going out with his song, Working Class Hero.
1: Till the pain
0: is so big you feel nothing at all. working-class hero is something to be. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. If you want to be a hero, well, just follow me.